Unless you're inspired to kill trees. It's true, you know, you, we are, uh, we're going to get to the big power tool, amen? But the key is, you got to work what you have. You all have the measure of faith, amen? And so we're going to build the proportion of our faith. Hallelujah. All right, so I wanted uh, either Pastor Brian or Pastor Graham to come. We just, there's uh, some testimonies that have been taking place in the midst of us. So God is moving before the healing meeting, is that good? And he's not just moving through one person. Oh, just a couple of you. I said he's not just moving through one person. Amen, because we're a body. So pastors, would you come? And, and then uh, then you'll come, and then after Pastor Brian, if JR would come, and then we'll open it up a little bit. We'll have some testimonies, and we'll go from there. Then we'll kill some more sacred cows. Okay. Very good. We're good at barbecues, so sacred cows are good, I reckon. Um, look, uh, last night I just be, uh, I didn't share specifically what the Lord had laid on my heart prophetically. Um, I was expressing where I felt we were going, but uh, I just had this very clear uh, understanding in my heart that we were crossing over. So uh, it was it was very clear to me that God was moving us. I indicated that He was moving us forward. But I, uh, I got this picture when I thought of crossing over of um, the Israelites under Joshua coming to that point where you know they, they got to that place uh, with Moses. Uh, they'd gone around, they'd come back, it was too scary, and wandered around the desert, you know the story. But the crossing over, I just really felt in my heart um, that, that God was, was saying it was that crossing over with Joshua. And I, and I remember as I think of the scriptures and I think about last night what God was showing me is that uh, they crossed over the first thing that happened is what? Joshua circumcised all the men and what was it really that, that Pastor Ross was sharing last night uh, under the direction of the spirit was the consecration the setting apart and see, so you cross over you consecrate and then the land is yours now, without the consecration, you can't follow the obedience. Without the obedience, you can't have the promised land. So I just uh, really feel in my heart that there was most specifically a crossing over. Like, you come to that point, don't you? You, you, you? Sometimes you plan about it and you think about, okay, how are we going to cross over? By canoe or by surf ski or are we going to swim? Or, but at some point, you've actually got to put a plan into action and you've got to arrive on the other side. Now, you can't just be thinking, I'm going to get to the other side, how are we going to do it? But at some point, you arrive at the other side because you've engaged in an action plan and you've arrived. And I felt last night that there was an arrival, that there was a leaving and there was an arrival and that we had arrived at the other side. And it was confirmed in me when Pastor Ross shared about consecration, which is uh, essential to prepare us so that we can take the land. That makes sense? So that's what I felt was uh, going on the spirit and going on us. And I, I guess it was uh, from, that, from that point of view, I guess that's why I, I said what I said, the last thing to, to our own church yesterday, is because you know, the, back on the, on the other side of the, of the Jordan, that's got to die. That's got to be the end. It's no good looking back over that and reminiscing or thinking, hey, I could have done this or I could have done that can't wind back the hands of time how many, how many of us here would like to have done that taken back words we've said 
change circumstances that we created. Um, can't do that. Time's gone. So we look into the future, but we are going somewhere. We're not just dreaming about the future. We are going... I just really feel in my own heart we have received an equipping. So, you know, I guess to some degree it's like the tools. That was an interesting video, Pastor Peter. He always comes out with something interesting. Um, we've been equipped. Now, it's one thing... Aren't those guys big? They were, they were huge fellas. You realise what was behind the end of that bar, don't you? It was a V8 petrol engine. So two guys hanging off the side of this V8 engine, you know, they were equipped with the equipment, but they had to have the strength and the knowledge how to use it. And I feel in my heart that what's been happening, what, has, what transpired last evening, where we arrived at the end of last evening was we've been equipped, but I feel in my heart that I am able to use what I've been equipped with and that I have a sense of anticipation, faith, excitement, belief that we are going to take some steps from this point on. Amen? That's just really what I felt in my heart was, was happening last night. And so it's up to us. Just make, take the steps. Right. Good morning. It's allowed. It's been a, a bit of a week of adventure for me. I got to drive Ben's Bedford home last night. Babysat the Bedford for a night. He must really like me to let me do that. Or I must like him to look after his Bedford. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, it's just been wonderful to have uh, Derek here and JR and Ray. And it's the three of them. And uh, this, is a, this is a really good team. It was interesting because I went down uh, with uh, JR and did a bit of uh, treasure hunting yesterday. And uh, when he said, right, we're going to do it, I thought, uh, yeah, I want to go home and have a sleep. And that was my little way of avoiding it. But I'm so glad that I went because what we did is we had half a dozen blokes here and we just wrote down on a piece of paper and said, right, I'm putting the stopwatch on you. You've got three minutes. Ask God about a person. I wrote down uh, a few things, haven't seen them for a while, uh, I can't remember the things, about a huh? familiar, familiar person, haven't seen them for a while, La Pocetta, I'm going to meet them uh, just between La Pocetta and the muffin break, and uh, yeah, and, and that was pretty interesting, and uh, stress in the family and it's time for change. Anyhow, I thought, well, this is interesting, and as soon as I got to La Pocetta's, here's a person coming towards me that I'm familiar with, and I didn't know what to do then. <laughs> so, 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 so I had all my mates with me, and I said, hey, come over here. <laughs> so I introduced this gang of people to this lady who used to go to this church, and uh, uh, it was really interesting, and she had all those things. And she said, but it's not me because I'm not a him. That was the only thing. So, so what percentage did you give me for my first shot, JR? 95. So, so I was impressed with that. I'm going to do this every day of my life. Honestly, I'm going to give this a shot. 
So I pray you all keep me accountable to that because it was really easy when it happened. Anyhow, it went on and on. Uh, Tim ran into this guy. I, Tim got a heavy-duty word, and I thought, Tim, your first go, mate. This is hat, hat, green shirt, sore leg, target. Sure enough, ran into someone with uh, uh, exactly that. They've lined this guy up, and the guy said, uh, yeah, I've got a broken bone in my foot. It's been like that for 20 years, and it's in pain all the time. They prayed. Next minute, the guy's walking by smiling. How's your leg? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Next one, Wayne goes up to this, this girl and he goes, Is your name Tony? Nah. Have you got a sore shoulder? Get lost. <laughs> now, I reckon God knew he needed that. <laughs> Next one, JR, the, you know, uh, he, he didn't have it. So we walked into Anita's shop and it was red sign on the shop and he's not been into the centre. Red shirt, black sneakers, blue hoodie, uh, slippers, blue hoodie and pain in the chest. Now, is that specific or what? So he walked in there and, you know, I introduced JR to this guy, Reese who's working for my daughter Anita and uh, JR starts to look he says, oh, you may be the guy and he says uh, have you got a blue hoodie and he said yeah it's in the car so we pulled out the bit of paper read it to him and he said I have got goosebumps all over me <laughs> now isn't that freaky of course it could be a coincidence no I don't think so yeah, so, so thanks for the adventure, JR. Sorry, it'd be good to come and put in a week here and just drag us out and make us do it, I reckon. So uh, it's good, it's really good. Um, I think last night just really hit me uh, big time. Um, I've had two big major adjustments this year. One of them was GLS and the other was last night. And uh, I went home and it was like a shift in my paradigm because I think I have been Old Testament in my thinking and I reckon that's why we've had the, you know, the challenges that we have in the spirit and I believe that uh, this is a crossing over time for us so that's what's going on uh, we've got to consolidate this I need your help and you know you need my help and, and that's what we've got to do as we move forward so that's the next step I really want to thank uh, Derek for the way, wherever he is, for the way he launched that word last night. It was, uh, it was heavy duty, it was confrontational, and he was totally unintimidated, and it hit something in the spirit. And, you know, I think that hit some stuff in me, you know, as it began to realign me. I was awake really early this morning, just chewing and thinking about it, and I, I think... Uh, you know, the confirmation, like as he started to prophesy, my phone beeped in my pocket. And uh, it, was, it was Rick and Kerry Ann Mapperson, who's Pastor Ray McMartin's daughter. And the distinctives, they never even knew were in a meeting. And the, and the prophetic word was exactly what was being prophesied. So that's pretty huge. Amen.
JR is going to come up. We're going to we're going to keep it. Uh, you're not going to preach, are you? Man? I'm just kidding. <laughs> just teasing. You know what I want? What I want you to see. The the reason I ask these guys to testify is so that it, you know we overcome by the word of our testimony. Amen. And you got to start to see that this can happen through you. That even though you've never done it before, you know that treasure hunt thing. It's uh, it's fun because. Um, the thing to remember with that, let me encourage you, uh, like, who said get lost to who? What was that? Wayne? Now, now watch this. There's, there's two principles in this. There's a couple. The first thing is, you just got to get out and do it, right? The second thing is, is just because that's what that lady told him doesn't mean he failed or that he was wrong. Because what happens is, is God will... Sometimes you'll get something, first of all, you're practicing, right? Sometimes you get the real specific detail, and other times the team you're with, like JR may have uh, an element, and I may have another part, and it could refer to the same person, or it works together, okay? So, um, so the Lord will just, I don't want to say it in the wrong way, but just test your obedience. And I, th- I find that one of the things that... Uh, Apostolic and prophetic people typically are not good at witnessing, you know. So really what this, what this treasure hunt thing is, it helps you just break the ice with people. And basically one thing leads to another. So, you know, one person may reject you, but then it's actually setting you up for the next person. And so it just, it just becomes a faith thing. And the other thing I want to encourage you is, if you're going to do these treasure hunts, don't pass by people. That's the only thing, because freely we've received, freely give. So if someone doesn't meet your list, that doesn't matter, because you're ministering life. Okay? Yeah. Well, I want to tell you guys, probably one of the best miracles I've seen is described right here in, in Psalm 133. And it's right here. And it's, how, behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. Wouldn't you agree? It's a miracle to see guys dwelling together in unity and moving in the same direction. I describe a lot of the churches as stray cats and trying to hurt them. And what we see here is is absolutely opposite. It's a, I mean, the message brought last night, I just admire how, how it was received. I admire how there was no pushback. Am I right? Thanks for your, your getting up and saying, I'm, I'm changing. I mean, how awesome is that, guys? So that's a miracle, and I don't want to miss it. We see healing in the natural, and we see financial here. But to have people dwell together in unity, oh, man, that's, thank you, God. How fun is that? I, I want to do treasure hunting with people. I see it by myself. With people's better. I really, it is way better. I, I'm, I'm just excited. So yesterday we went out, and um, if you want to write down a couple notes, just how we did it, it's, it's simple. It's not that complex. First, get a piece of paper. Next, have a writing utensil. <laughs> you guys with me? Okay, good. <laughs> paper. 
You know what? Then just, you get three minutes. Put a timer on, say, I get three minutes. And you write down some, some key points. And you don't have to do it now. We're not going to do treasure hunting now, but just I was just writing down some notes. Uh, where did my notes go? Oh, well, I'll come up to others. Um, next thing, you write down quickly a location. So he got from La Pagetta to Muffin Stop. I got a red... All I got was a sign with red on it. That's all I got. I, I, you know how many signs with red on it there are in the shopping mall? I was like, oh, no, that Kohl's and Target and on and on. Everyone has red. Fortunately, Nito has red, too. Uh, location. Just, it can be so many different types of locations. Next, a name. You know what? I haven't got it yet. But it's fun, too, when you just say, is your name Tony? Because, hey, well, what's the loss there? Big deal. None of us got the right names. Interesting enough, Tim and I both had pretty much everything but the name. So does that mean we were wrong? We're false prophets? <laughs> let's just have fun with this, please. And let's not get theological about it and just have a good time. So a name. Here's what happened to me one time. Uh, I went treasure hunting with some guys back home and they all found their people. And I'm the last one I'm thinking... This is, looks real good. I'm the leader, and I don't find my person. We're walking out of the mall, and I see this lady, little black lady with a black hat, black shirt. That's all I've got. And I walk up to her and say, is your name Tori? Nope. I said, oh, well, do you have a hat? Yeah, I saw you have a hat, and I showed her my paper. I see you have a hat, black hat, black shirt. Do you have a headache? She goes, yeah, terrible headache. Well, does it hurt now? She goes, yes, it hurts Really bad. She says, I just had brain surgery. I had a tumor removed five days ago. My, my head is killing me right now. I said, let me see your hand. Took her hand like that. In the name of Jesus, you be healed. She goes, what did you just do to me? I said, why? She goes, I feel really good. <laughs> and, and, you know, it was, I, I thought, oh, okay. I, I don't feel anything. Please, this thing's not about feeling or... It's about trust. It's about... Who, who is it that's doing it, by the way? Who's in me? And it's just Jesus. And I have the mind of Christ, so I'm writing the mind of Christ on a piece of paper. And He wants to test us too, so He's going to see if we will follow through with all the signs. So I say, well, Tori... Uh, that, her name no, wasn't Tori, actually. I said, so, so you feel better now. Um, what can you do now? This is a good, write this thing down at the bottom. What can you do now that you couldn't do earlier? I found that was a really good technique for me because I wanted to know, did something really happen? Because people will say, oh yeah, yeah, I feel better. Thanks, thanks, thanks so much. Bye-bye. Well, I want to know. So this lady goes, ah! In the mall. And I... <laughs> And I had just earlier seen security pull somebody out of the mall. I'm not joking. And so I'm thinking, oh, I'm in so much trouble. I said, what are you doing? She goes, if I'd have done that a couple moments ago, I'd have collapsed to the floor in pain. 
She says, who are you? Are you just going around praying for people? <laughs> it was just so funny. And we got, I just, you know what? Here's the other thing I found. I'm so free. I am so free now that I'm free from me. I don't even care about me anymore. And all I could do, because I felt God's love just rise up in me, and He's like, I want to hug this lady. I want her to know how much I think she's amazing. And I said, give me a hug. We just hugged. And she's this little black lady just hugging me. I'm hugging her. I said, turns out God, God's in a good mood. And He thinks you're amazing. I don't know, this sounds, you know, my, you might hear me say it over and over again, but the message is not getting old. And here's another thing I found in advertising. In order to get a, a product into people's minds, how many times does a message have to get out there? Seven times is the magic number. It has to be, they have to have attention to it, and they, and they, they gave attention to it seven full times. What's the odds that this community here is going to hear God's in a good mood and He thinks you're amazing? What's the odds that they've heard that seven times? So we're free, guys. Just use the script because it's true. Is Is that fun or what? And then yesterday, it was just... Okay, so one of the other rules, it's not evangelism. Write that down. It says not to get people saved. Some people plant, some people water, some people reap, and who knows? Now I did have, where was that? Wayne and I. So Wayne and I are in Costco a few weeks, or a few days ago now. And we were treasure hunting. Here's the other thing. Don't stress yourself out. We were just shopping. We we actually got all the way through Costco. Didn't really have anything happen. We're sitting down having some food, and we literally say to each other, "It's a bummer. We didn't, you know, we didn't see anybody. We didn't find any treasure." And about a half hour later, I don't know how long, like, we, but a little bit later, so it wasn't like we just made it happen. This lady walks behind Wayne, and she's kind of walking like that and say, hold on, Wayne. I say, excuse me, ma'am. Is there something wrong with your back or your leg? She says, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a, I got a missing or hurt or what was it exactly? Something wrong with her lower disc. I mean, it was, you could see she was physically like really in pain. What comes over us when we see somebody in pain? Now, do we have sympathy for them? And go, oh. I think Curry mentions this. Sympathy versus compassion. Oh, sorry about that. Bummer. Boy, that must hurt. Sucks to be you. Is that the proper response? Or... Do you know, okay, open your hand right now. Your hands, it doesn't look like there's anything in there, but your hands carry Jesus. 
And that's where I've discovered, like, you know what? I'm not just me anymore. And I actually do have the power of heaven to go in and wreck hell. And so one of my slogans I've been putting on my wall is destroy, oh no, uh, love people like God and destroy hell daily for a living. So that's my job. I have a real estate business that's my cover, but this, what well, this treasure hunting, this is my job. This is what, what I have been, you have been, all of us have been given this ability to, to just wreck hell. So this lady's walking with hell in her back. What do people say? I feel like hell. And we actually use that phrase. So she is there. I said, let me see your hand. And she actually goes like this. And that's what I found here it's a little different. In America, people just shake your hand. But here people go like they want to be palm reading. <laughs> it's just cultural. I've noticed that here. But either way, I just take their hand and shake it. So that's what I saw yesterday. Um, and I took her hand, and I just said, in the name of Jesus, you be healed. How do you feel now? That's all I do. Please, I, I, I've noticed, I've noticed that, you know when somebody is annoying you, and you don't know how to stop them from annoying you, what do you do? Stop! Quit it! Hear me nuts! But if somebody's annoying you, and you know how to do it, you say, stop now. Do you know what I mean? This one has no control. This one understands they've got authority. So what I've noticed is if I go to the person I say, let me see your hand. In the name of Jesus! Hell now! You know, if, that, if I do that, I, I, for one, everybody will be freaked out. And it's not very culturally acceptable. But what I can do is, in the name of Jesus, you be healed. That's confidence. And also, you'll notice that you, you, will, you will have that confidence. It's coming. I, this is what I want to say to you right now. I prophesy to you right now. In one year, all of you will have surpassed everything you're seeing today. In me and in Derek, in the other people, any leader here who's seen miracles, you'll surpass us. So that is not your benchmark. You should surpass for sure, okay? Because this is just the power of God. So when we pray for people, we can just say, in the name of Jesus, be healed. Because that's, that's all we need to do. Is that, is that easy? Did I, did I make it weird to you guys? Is it too complicated? And when you do that, then just ask them, so what can you do now that you didn't do earlier? And just test it. You're going to fall in love with people that you hadn't, like yesterday, that lady... Um, very at the end, this I couldn't tell if it was a man or a lady, honestly. She came walking next to us. And uh, I just saw her. Uh, there, was a, there, was a, there was something going on in her, in her legs. And I thought, I said, hey, what's wrong with your legs? Isn't that love? 
I have the power, right? I have it in my hands. And I could have said, sucks to be you. Or I said, you know, I could do something about that. Now, what was her first response? Pushback. Who are you? What do you want? Because this world's been hit and attacked, right? So love doesn't get offended by that, all right? You're going to love. God's like, oh, you're my daughter. I love you. And I honestly got that, like, daughter feeling for this big woman. (laughs) Couldn't tell at the time. And, And she gave me a look like, don't you dare come near me. Love has no fear. Perfect love casts out fear. And I was like, dude or lady or whatever you give me. (laughs) But it was it was like that. It was absolutely that natural to me. I'm not saying I'm I'm not manufacturing a feeling in me. I don't want you to think you have to go out and pretend like you love these people. It will come. It will come. At first, it's awkward, and everything you try first is awkward, right? There was some awkwardness yesterday. And the first lady, you're like, well, um, here we are. And uh, Brian is this great. I don't know what we're doing, but here's what I got. I got this paper. <laughs> That's fun. Isn't that fun? Yeah. <laughs> It's an adventure. This is the most manly thing I've ever done in the kingdom of God. So this woman, she comes across, and I finally get her to stop. And it takes, you know, it takes some, there are some skill. First, if you meet somebody with Down syndrome or a mental problem, don't go up to them, because I have a son with Down syndrome. I don't think it's a problem. Personally, I'm not worried about the Down syndrome. I want him to overcome and overcome every obstacle. So I don't, I learned this actually with Wayne. There was a guy in a wheelchair and it hit me afterwards. I'm learning constantly. The guy in a wheelchair and I said, hey, uh, what's wrong? And I went, oh no, that wasn't right. I sh-. And he goes, why? What, what, what do you mean what's wrong? What, what's wrong? Because I found out the guy's a business owner. He's overcome everything in life. And I I quickly said, it's not, nothing's wrong. I mean, are you being stopped by anything right now? Is anything stopping you? And I quickly went, okay, wait. He goes, you know, I'm not really, but, but, and I said, well, I just want to let you know. God's in a good mood and he thinks you're amazing. And he wants to tell you right now, you're unstoppable. Whew, I recovered. And from there, we had the best conversation. The guy goes, you're weird. I like you. Nobody's like you. Who does what you're doing? This is weird. But I like you. They like you. I just want to affirm. You went in, we went into the mall yesterday and destroyed hell. Hell had no idea it was coming. Yeah. We, and imagine how much hell has been standing going, got this place all locked up. And then we walked in. And we didn't even do any mystical, magical. We didn't have breakthrough worship. We didn't fast. We didn't pray. We didn't 
We didn't do anything. We just walked in like men of God said, we're taking over. So I, I'm, yeah. so this woman, back to the woman. What we have to have is freedom from ourselves. It's not, it's not your, it's, it's not you. It's freedom from yourself. So what I wanted to let you guys know is you've got to become free from yourself. What Ross said last night is so true. You've got to go deep into God. And as you go deeper into God, you become free from yourself. I'm so free from me, I'm so free from you. And right now, you can't do anything to wreck my day. You can't, because I'm free from myself. You attack me and say I'm really a goofball? Okay? I know who I am, though. So, digging deep. So this woman comes along, and the love of God came upon me for this woman. Her knees are hurting. She finally admit, yeah, I've got bad knees. We're going to pray for her. I didn't see a miracle. Is that a big deal? I don't want you to think you have to see a miracle. Because a miracle is not your responsibility. I'm free from me. Now, God, you take over. So I want to just encourage you today that we are going to go. We're going to go. If anybody goes out with us this afternoon... You're going to go out, and you're going to destroy hell. Some of us will have stories. Some of us won't. But we are going to have an absolute blast. Amen? Amen. Well, J.R. didn't tell you about the lady that said, Get lost! To him. Friday we went, uh, was it Friday, Monday, Tuesday? Tuesday. We dropped JR off, so I'm going to tell you his side. <laughs> he gave you all the good stories. <laughs> we, went to, hey, we went to drop JR off so uh, Pastor Peter Nichols could pick him up and bring Derek down. So we're sitting outside in Ivanhoe and outside Leo's uh, grocery store, and a lady's walking with a bit of a limp like this, and JR says, Excuse me, ma'am. She says, Yes. He says, oh, Is there something wrong with your back? She goes, No. <laughs> he goes, well, it's just the way you're walking. She says, no, who are you? And she's walking off like this. <laughs> J.O. come down, sat down, and anyway, he sat with me, and he said, ah, she's just a cranky lady, you know? <laughs> but I just want to say that, you know, I think J.R. explained this to me. There is a, a line that's drawn across here, and it's called the chicken line. So you're either on this side going, or you're just going to jump out over the other side. You know, this morning I woke up and God said to me, he said, in my spirit, he said, you know, my word says that uh, this world has been blinded with a veil by Satan. And he said, all authority I've given unto you. All we got to do is speak and say, I command that veil to be removed on these people as we go out. He said, you just command it and walk out and expect me to do the work. You know, and, and, and I've been learning off JR because, you know, it's so easy to get into, you know, our apostolic prophetic and stay in the four corners. And one thing that has driven me nuts over the years is that we just fish out of the same fish pond every week. 
Oh, there's Brian. Let's cast out a rod. Here he is. Drill him out there. Oh, there's Ross. Let's pass him. Oh, Graham's out there. Drill him. Next week we come back. Oh, there's Brian again. Let's fish. That's what we're doing. Fishing in the same fish pond. But I think Tunde Bakari said this a few years ago. He said, the, the greatest move of God is going to be in the marketplace. And I've always, I know our church in the beginning was brought up on this is that we, 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 we taught faith and, you know, some of the concepts were wrong because we trained people that you've got to have faith, you know, build that up. And then just coming into what we're hearing now with Curry and Derek and everything else, we, we're learning a different way and a technology that we can begin to operate. And, you know, I just want to honor Derek. I really do because, um, you know, when Derek came, I, I, I didn't know him a lot. I've just seen him at GLS and there he is up there and we... We sing his CD on Sunday, Welcome to Zion, Welcome to Zion. You know, and we love that and we play that all the time and, and that's all. But I just know that uh, when Derek came, we, we went to a meeting on Monday night with um, some of the uh, Curry Blake people and stuff. And man, I tell you, I sat there in awe, Derek. I sat there in awe. Because what I saw was I saw Derek just come with the, with the apostolic word that had been downloaded with the prophetic word that had been downloaded and what he's carrying, carrying now, just come down and just went, doo, 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 and he laid it out. And so, I mean, one lady sat in the front row and she said, you mean to tell me that if we just act as an individual and just try to do this by ourselves, she said, then we're going to stop the move of God? And Derek said, uh-huh. She said, ah, I see it. I see it. You know, and, and, and I went home that night and... You know I have lots of dreams. You know me, I have lots of dreams. I dream all the time, you know, and I know uh, God speaks to me through a lot of dreams. And uh, I, I, I just saw all these squawking birds that were squawking, like little magpies. You know, it's magpie season at the moment. Squawking and waiting for the mother to come and bring the food. And I just saw Derek come with a big meat pie, you know, big Australian meat pie. I saw him come with a big Australian meat pie and just bring it to these squawking birds and feed them. And then, and then the next night before I came down, I saw Derek in a, uh, in a police officer's suit. Now, you know what that talks of, don't you? Authority. He was in here. Now, I hadn't been down here because we were a day late, but I dreamt the night before, and I saw Derek in here, in this church, in a police officer's suit. That talking of authority, isn't it? And then I saw everyone that was in here had holes in them. Had holes. Had holes. But he was filling the holes with the word that he was bringing. And I just believe that what he has brought, he has filled so much. I walked in here yesterday, sat down there. My spirit was leaping with joy. It was jumping. It was resonating. Something was happening on the inside. And so I just want to honor Derek for what he has brought and what he has uh, downloaded to us and here today and just to be part of it. And I just want to thank JR for just showing us this, the simple technology of not having to stand on a street corner and, you know, and hand out tracks and say, you're going to hell, won't you come now, won't you come with me? You know, we don't have to do that, but it's just so simple. And when we went out the other day, we just, I mean, I've got to be honest with you, I was chicken, I was on the chicken line. I'm thinking, you know, get me in the church, no problem, I'll prophesy, I'll speak, I'll call, no problem, get me on the street, you know. 
I've ministered to a few people outside, but you know, doing this and just going out, it's, it's, it's a bit daunting. It's going to be daunting for you. But I think like if you, if you do it in a team of people like two by twos or something and go together, it's just great because I learned so much. We went out and we went to Costco's and I had on my sheet, <laughs> I had on my sheet a lady with curly hair, blonde curly hair, blue top, um, and red rosy cheeks and sore back. And I've got to be honest, I was thinking, oh, I don't want to... No, no, I can't see it. Anyway, we went around, we went around, and then we sat down, and we were just eating hot dogs. Hot dogs and pizza, Jeremiah and JR and me were sitting there, and I said, look, I've looked around, and I saw this Asian lady, sort of, she had a blue top on, but she didn't have blonde curly hair, and she's walking sort of like this, and, and I just said, God's in a good mood with you. She went, oh, okay. I said, and he thinks you're awesome. She just, oh, walked off, <laughs> But then, as JR explained, this other lady came over and we were able to, or JR just, and I just saw how easy it is. It's just, it's just not being, trying to be someone and trying to, you know, produce something. It's just saying, excuse me, like we were in, um, in Woolworths at Northland Shopping Centre and JR's like, let's go treasure hunting. Oh, i got to be honest. I was like, oh, man, here we go again. <laughs> But we went out there, and this guy's on a wheelchair, and he's just coming by, and, and uh, my younger son, Levi, was on, playing on a, on a car, and, and we're just standing there, and this guy walked, came by, and he said, hey, hey, what happened to your leg? And the guy goes, oh, I had a rugby accident. Oh, man. He said, how'd that happen? He said, oh, I did this, this, this. He said, give me your hand. The guy goes, oh. And I think they think they're going to read their palm, so they just go like that. And Jack goes, legs be healed in Jesus' name. And you know what that guy did? He had a hat on and he took his hat off and went like that. He said, thank you very much. And then that just opened it up. J.R. was able to speak, you know, talk to him about other things. And then we're sitting down, we're just having sushi. How easy is this? It's like the apostles, isn't it? We're just eating from house to house, from shop to shop, (laughs) ministering to the people. And we're sitting down, we had a, a break, we had sushi and coffee and whatever else. And another guy comes by in a wheelchair, you know. And he said, hey, hey, what happened there? What, can, do you mind what happened? The guy starts saying, yeah, I broke my neck. Oh, really? Oh, man. And then he goes, give me a hand. The guy gives him a hand. He says, be healed in Jesus' name. How easy is that? But, you know, you don't even give the person an opportunity by saying, you know, uh, excuse me, do you mind if I pray for you? No, get lost. <laughs> like the lady yesterday, I didn't ask if I could pray for her. I just said to her, I said, excuse me, ma'am. I said, um, is your name Tony? She said, no, because I had Tony, T-O-N-I or T-O-N-Y, male or female. So I thought, this lady, and I had a round face, full, blue top, shoulder pain. And so I said, excuse me, ma'am, is your name Tony? She said, nope. I said, oh, okay. I thought, okay, Do you have, have you got pain in your shoulder? She goes, no, get lost. <laughs> now that, that could have, you know, I could have walked down. And I, I did feel a bit, I thought, yeah. Man, you know. But I thought, hey, so what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, you're just stepping out. And, you know, and I remember one man always said, you just got to step out. You just got to make that break. And I think what we've really learned 
uh, here or over the last couple of days has just been a powerful thing. And I think what Derek has brought has just been so honourable uh, to bring to us here in the uh, Australasia, New Zealand, Australia um, continents that we can begin to rise up and begin to put this into practice. Amen? Amen. Likewise, I, ooh, I really want to honour Derek. Um, yesterday morning, I brought a young lady from our church and the result of that, her coming was God said to me the night before, ring her up, say to her, do you want to be well? So don't say anything else, just ask her that. So I picked up the phone, rang her up, said, do you want to be well? And... There was silence for a while. <clears throat> and then she said, yes. And then God said, ask her again, do you want to be well? I said, do you want to be well? And she said, well, I don't want to be like I am. And I said, so you need to put action to your faith that says you want to be well. Please come tomorrow. She said, I don't want to come. I don't want to come. I'll be a blubbering mess and I'll just sit there as a blubbering mess and I'll just blubber all the way through. And she was blubbering. And I said, no, you won't. You will not be a blubbering mess. The word will go out and you will be healed. So, are you going to come? Silence for just a little while, which seemed like forever on my end. And then she said, what time? I said, quarter to eight. We'll be at your place at quarter to eight. I'll see you then. So, I picked her up in the morning I brought her up here and she did cry. She came in here and she sat for a little while and she just cried. But I had a little chat with Derek before and I had tears in my eyes too. So I said, hey, it's all good. I'm crying too, so it's all right. And as Derek ministered yesterday, the spirit ministered to her and she took quite a few notes and quite a few things stood out to her. And as we were traveling home in the car yesterday afternoon, she told me what God had spoken to her through this servant son of God and I said so what did you perceive was in the atmosphere and she sat there for a little while because she couldn't get out of the car could she I was doing 100k's she was stuck anyway and she sat for a little while and then she said it was positive this woman has suffered from depression she said the atmosphere was positive And I sat there and I said, so how are you now? She thought for a little while and she said, I'm positive. And I said, amen. The word went out through this man and she was positive. So we kept talking. And I don't know at what point, but somewhere near Rosedale, she said, I do not understand why I've got depression again when I was healed of it in 2010. I don't understand. And then out my mouth came because of what this man spoke from the throne of God. The substance of faith in you is greater than any other substance in you. I thought that was pretty exciting. That was really great. And I said, where does that come from? And she said, now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. 
the evidence of things unseen. And she never told me what happened. And this is around Rosedale, between Rosedale and Geraldgan. I'm driving up the road just before I turn onto her road. And she said, I've just got to tell you this. I said, what's that? She said, I've been feeling sick. And my stomach has been really upset. And so I don't feel like eating a lot. In the morning, God asked me to make her lunch. These are practical things. I made a bread roll. I stood over that bread roll and I prayed. Simple things, God, what do you want on this woman's lunch? Good food is part of what you were talking about, eating good food. I made a bread roll and I put on it carrot and capsicum and lettuce and tomato and smoked chicken. And she ate that at lunchtime and she said it was absolutely satisfying. It felt really good. She, didn't, she ate it and didn't need anything else, which for this woman is very amazing. And she said, you know what happened to me as we were driving along and you said the substance in you of Christ is greater than any other substance? She said, my stomach literally flipped. It literally flipped. I don't feel sick anymore. That's the reality. Okay, this, this is what we're going to do. We're going to let JR give you a couple more tips, and then if we can take a 10-minute break, and actually it'd be 10 minutes. That's like a revelation, I know. Because we really have some more ground to cover, and uh, I'm encouraged that these testimonies came forth because it, it, it's building our faith. Amen? So that's why I had that happen. And so, uh, because we want to see that it's the Spirit of God in us. Is that true? All right, so JR, you wrap it up, and we'll take 10 minutes, and then we'll, and we'll be back. All right, so a couple things. On the treasure hunt, forgot to give you the rest of the things. I got sidetracked with the stories. Personal appearance, something on their personal appearance. So, for example, I had a hoodie, a blue hoodie, pink polka dotted shirt, hat, something along those lines. Uh, what they might need prayer for. This is important because it gives you an idea of what you're going to pray for them about. And it gives you a word of knowledge about them. Like uh, Reese, when I talked about his heart and his chest, and he's like, whoa, how, how did you know that? I didn't. And then something unusual. So like with Reese, I had slippers. I don't see a lot of people walking around in slippers. He was wearing slippers. So that's it. That's the treasure hunt. And that's as simple as that. Don't make it too complicated. And have a lot of fun. But I want to end one last thing with that lady. So that lady that... Uh, the big lady that uh, I didn't know what she was necessarily. But when we prayed for her, I just said, you know, can I give you a hug? And this lady who was so rough, she works at the prison. And someone said that she had the prison. She just gave me the biggest hug. And I felt God's love just go into her. You know what? That was awesome. That's all that happened. That was worth it yesterday, wasn't it? Amen? All right, take a break.